Hey, welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Aspinall. And joining me through Discord, as usual, it is my co-host, my partner in crime. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hey, What's buddy. good, everybody listening? Oh, yeah. Also joining us is uh, our producer, my brother. It is Edgelord, Big News Brian. Hey, what's up, nerds? Hey, oh my goodness. We are back. I say this every week, but man, it really does feel like a long time has passed since our last episode. Uh, I'm so glad to be back on the mic with you guys. Um, Where? What's that? What did it look like? <laughs> uh, I'm not, uh, for the record, I'm not an Eagles fan. I just have owned many, many uh, NFL paraphernalia. Well, mostly hats, but I don't know. If you guys want to know, <laughs> wait, what? Oh, yeah, the meme. they violated. Yeah, sports fans are particularly very, very mean, and not even they don't even try to be mean in a clever way. They just, just will just shit on you on a on a on a reptile brain level, and it hurts your feelings every time. <laughs> uh oh, you smell like doo doo. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Last See? one. Last it's, one. It's like so primal. They're just like, oh, doy. It's so petty and childish. <laughs> For real. Um, but whatever, man. We it's time to be nerds now. Uh, we we don't we don't have any manga this week. Uh, we are just doing a straight American comic episode. Uh, straight American comic. Straight American. Uh, I this will be yeah. America, fuck yeah. So you know. Have fun with that. Uh, we're going to do the X-Books today. A little bit of Daredevil. Uh, maybe talk about some other stuff. We'll see. We'll see how we feel. <laughs> but uh, let's get into plugs and get the show started. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah. Brian? Oh, yeah. You can find me at b.esp on both Instagram and Twitter. If you ever want to catch me when I'm streaming, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Oh, yeah. Uh, that's uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. I just didn't know if the audio went through there, but I wanted to make sure you guys heard it because Brian's a great streamer. Very entertaining boy. Follow his stream. Uh, you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter, especially because we do a re- weekly really good chapter of the week poll for our manga. Uh, not this week because there was no manga, but uh, follow us anyway. Cast your vote. Let's not have every manga lose embarrassingly to Black Clover every week. I want some variety. Embarrassingly. Yeah, last week was crazy. 71% of the vote. It wasn't even close. Uh but in any case, cast your votes. Let us know what you think. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube, please, if you like the show. Uh, comment, smash that like button. Do all the things that all these influencers tell you to do when you like a thing. Support it. Uh, if you prefer audio podcasts, we are also on iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music. Any platform that has podcasts, we're more than likely on there. So check us out. Uh, and I think that's it. 
Oh, email sendyourjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, uh, any criticisms of the show, uh, help us make it better, uh, something that you guys would want to watch. Let us know what you think all the way around. Comment below. Also, if you're watching on video, comment and let us know what you thought about this week's comics. Um, but yeah, without further ado, let's get into the show proper. Uh, it's time to start the show. <laughs> Bloody Cross. The Xbox. Uh, I think we have four. No, we have six today because we're doing the books from last week and uh, mm-hmm. the books from this week. So I think we had two last week, four this week, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, we'll. We'll find out today. Uh, let's get into it. We're starting off with Marauders number 22. Uh, last, and this is the most direct, I guess, uh, epilogue to the Hellfire saga, seeing as how it had mostly to do with the Marauders anyway. So a little bit of the fallout is happening uh, with with them. Uh, we start off with the news circulating all around the world that the mutants have colonized Mars. And uh, they're no, like... It's- yeah, everybody. Well, that's not what the human race intend. Like, kind of feel. Everybody's like, "Well, they took over Mars." Uh, and meanwhile, we also get a reminder that Scarlet Witch was also murdered at the Hellfire Gala, presumably by Magneto. But we shall see. Uh, presumably. Yeah. Um, the next page is just a splash page of a nearly naked Emma Frost, uh, communicating with her daughters, the Cuckoos, who are still on Mars partying. Uh, and they come back to Krakoa, and they find uh, Wil- Wilhelmnia. I'm sorry if I uh, mispronounced Wilhelmina. Yeah, Wilhelmina. Sorry. She was one of the uh, the Verendi kids, the former Hellfire kids, uh, and the Cuckoos awakened her inner psyche, I guess, uh, which I thought was like what they were doing was that they're like, oh, she was like a secret Cuckoo sister that was like undercover, but I, I was wrong on that one. Uh and they arrive to her to find her with a dead penguin, which is mega de- mega depressing. Uh, I didn't. In English, they're called puffins. Is that what? Is, is it that? Is it just a different breed of bird, or they're they're not penguins? You know what? I don't know. That's a good. Uh, no, no, puffin is. Good question. I think the puffin has that beak. You're right. I think it is a puffin, but puffins are not penguins. Mm. Brian, could you verify whether puffins are penguins or not? Uh, that would be nice. Verify that, please. I would need to know. I need to know what the, the proper species of this dead animal is so I can mourn it properly. Because either way, it's pretty cute, and I'm very sad that it's gone. Um, but, yeah, meanwhile, back at, uh, I guess, the council room. Uh, puffins are not actually penguins. Oh, well, I still like. I still find them cute all the same. <laughs> um, all right. At the council, uh, quiet council room, uh, Sebastian Stan is back. Uh, why did I call him Sebastian Stan? Uh, Sebastian <laughs> Shaw. Sebastian Stan is uh, Bucky on uh, in the MCU movies, but uh, Sebastian Shaw is back on his feet, no longer needing uh, the wheelchair. Uh, so that's good. And now he's talking to Emma about like, hey, so about my wife, can we r- resurrect her? And uh, yeah. <laughs> Can we please get my wife back, please? Please? Ooh, boy, are we in for one hell of a fucking ride. Yeah. Um, this this is when Xavier comes in and telepathically communicates with Emma about uh, <laughs> about the whole situation. 
<laughs> and it's real awkward. I mean, the second Xavier pulls into any conversation, <laughs> you know that it's I. It's either going to be <laughs> all right, it's it's going to be good, or it's going to be bad for the other person involved, and there's no in between. Uh, yeah. Xavier doesn't. Xavier only works in extremes. Uh, so we also get this big old backstory on Wilhelmina, uh, how she killed her mom by pushing her out of a high rise window in New York city. Uh, her biological father doesn't seem to have any contact with her. There's a big redact. There's little sections of this place that are redacted, um, leading her. Huge chunk. Yeah. And explains how she kind of came to her fortune, uh, where she inherited her mom's stuff. Uh, and you know, that's how she got rich. Uh, so you know all that stuff uh i i didn't read this last part yeah she's just it just kind of is kind of her origin story to a degree but uh the stepford cuckoos seem to have wakened i guess her like empathy for lack of a better word uh they found that she has like some deep trauma hidden within her so they just kind of like repaired that trauma in her mind and ever since then she's just been like losing her mind over the things that she's like tortured over the years because of her, I guess, thirst for blood after killing her mom. Um, I think the, um, I think it's kind of implied that like the, the dad did shit to her. Yes. Yeah. Too. That's the kind of the next thing that's, that's kind of the next thing that's revealed is that like, um, oh, yeah. they dig deeper into her mind and it seems that she was abused by her father. Um, I, Presumably, like sexually assaulted by her father. Um, oh, oh! I guess that's why they have the uh, the the bunny ripped up. I mean, I, I think that's supposed to be some kind of symbolism. Unfortunately, something like that. Um, and so the cuckoos are like, "Let's go fuck up your dad." <laughs> I guess presumably. Yeah, we know exactly where he's at. Let's get him. Yeah, we found your dad. You want to go beat the shit out of him for a while? And well, help me, you know. Yeah, and they take her along. Um, so Great. that's that's cool. Um, it's kind of interesting that they're doing this for the Verendi kids who are historically absolutely terrible to mutants. Um, but anyway, back at uh, the council, uh, Sebastian's just like, all right, what about Lourdes? Can we get, uh, can we get Lourdes back? And Emma's like, yeah, okay, so about that... Um, you you believe your wife can be resurrected by sending a cerebro back in time but i think you're wrong about that he's like no (laughs) we just turned mars into a fucking beautiful place you're gonna tell me you can't send a cerebro back in time bro i I did the math i know what the fuck i'm talking about emma Huh. Yeah, and Emma's like, uh, yeah, no, uh, she can't. She is ineligible for resurrection protocols because she never died. Uh, and Sebastian takes two whole panels to kind of absorb this information. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. He's like, what? And we get this entire backstory of the night that Lourdes supposedly died. I am unfamiliar with this story. I assume Josh is as well. Uh, this is what happened at the first Hellfire Gala. Yeah. That's all I know. Exactly. Uh, neither of us has really read it. So this is, I guess, technically a retcon of what happened that yeah. night. 
Uh, apparently. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, apparently, Lordis, Lordis approached uh, Emma Frost uh, on the night of the first Hellfire Gala, and she approaches her with a black eye because Sebastian is a wife-beating asshole. Uh, yes, like uh, a few players on a certain team. Yeah, on mm-hmm. a certain uh, position. Yeah, what kind of what uh, what team are you talking about there? Bunch of tall people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess that would make sense. The tall people tend to. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so Emma basically is like, "All right, well, I got a plan," and the whole Hellfire thing goes down as I guess in canon uh, during the Hellfire Gala. <laughs> At some point, Sebastian Shan- uh, Sebastian Shaw starts choking her out, and, <laughs> and I'm like, "Whoa." No, that's not funny. It's that's not funny. Not it's not funny. funny. The the acting itself is like you're just abusing your wife in the middle of the Hellfire Gala, dude. <laughs> Why? Why are you doing this? Uh, and you know, there's apparently an old model Sentinel that comes in and kills Lordis. But in conjunction, it's out actually just an illusion. In conjunction with Emma Frost, it looks like Drix. Drix <laughs> from Ozzy and Drix. Oh. <laughs> I, I guess so. I don't know. His head looks like a pill. Yeah. Anyway, God, I really love him. I haven't seen Osmosis Jones in a long time. I never. I, yeah, it's been a minute. It's on HBO Max. Maybe I should watch that. I don't want to ruin memories for myself if it turns. Out <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe it's just a shit movie, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe I'm romanticizing <laughs> Osmosis Jones in my head. Um, <laughs> and inside the body of our favorite comedian Bill Murray <laughs> oh man alright so that whole thing went down uh, and it turns out it's an entire illusion they basically made Sebastian uh, Shaw uh, think that Lordis was killed and they whisked off the real Lordis off to safety and at the same time while they did all that, afterwards they just went inside and killed every human at the Hellfire Gala, which is kind of fucked. Uh, if you think about it, these humans are just like, "What did we do?" <laughs> but they, I mean, they tried to kill her. Was the sentinel? Well, I guess like if the sentinel was still real, I guess. And, but I guess, but yeah, all those humans are dead, uh, and Loris is free. The place where she was taken to, Emma Frost took her to the Kingpin's uh, big old building back in New York. Back. Yeah, in this there. is when she gets a little uh, weird. Am I? Am I off base? Do you feel uh, the same? I don't know if it's kind of hand wavy, kind of whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, it makes sense. I'm not like if there's anybody who can like give somebody a whole new life, give them an identity. It's probably Kingpin. Sure, but at the same time, like, do you buy the fact that this is gonna plant a seed for a future plot with Kingpin involved with Krakoa stuff? And Emma uh, Frost, I think Sebastian it's Sebastian Shaw. No, maybe. No. no, because I think Emma. The whole point is that like Emma does this in exchange for uh, a favor from Kingpin. So like, she, yeah, mind wiping somebody at some point, whatever. Like, it was, it was just brushed aside. Actually, like they, uh, Emma, kind of like it. It's it's a blink and you're missing moment, but Emma does address the fact that she does she did work off the debt, like she made it right. So she's not currently in debt with the kingpin. So yeah, I think it's uh, more for you know. I think that's like just an open plot thread that will be 
resolved later in terms of Sebastian probably looking for her Lourdes anyway. Um, Bro. <laughs> yeah, the art. His head <laughs> looks like a pancake. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Like it, it feels like they just drew a circle and then randomly photoshopped a face onto it. It's kind of weird. It's like he's wearing a mask. It's bizarre. Um, but in any case, after that, it's established. Lourdes is uh, alive and living under an assumed name, new life. Uh, and meanwhile, we cut back to the present. And that's when uh, Sebastian is just taking all this information in. Uh, and he's like, it's all a lie. I was, playing, I was making money playing both sides. Then I thought she died. And it made me choose a side. And Emma addresses like, yeah, and we won. And we took over the Hellfire Club. We took over an island, a world, and this morning of solar system. So as much as I hate you, yeah. I can't. I, I got to admit, we couldn't have gotten this far without you. So well, as well, that ends well, right? So, you know, it worked out, right? <laughs> okay, what's funny is that this was a very long and nuanced way of telling him, no, you won't see your wife again because we took you're her. a woman beating asshole. Yeah. We she wants to be away from you forever. And we retconned this story from 30 years or whatever ago just to, just to bring it to your thing. Because, like, remember the other comic? He was all, like, excited talking about Lord of Chantel. And he's like, yeah. yes, we must. Bring her back, and I was just like, "Oh, all right." I didn't think they was leading this in to have a issue about confronting abusive spouses and dads. Yeah, I mean, whatever. That's cool that we're bringing attention to it. I don't yeah. have an issue with that, and there should be an awareness to it. Agreed. But, but it wow. is. I, I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I told you I knew that that was what the setup was for. Yeah, I had no idea that this was coming, uh, and I don't know much about it, so I wasn't like ultra invested in the whole Lourdes and uh, Sebastian thing. I, I just thought they were like, oh, cool, we might get a new character that will shake things up in the dynamic with, um, with the Marauders and uh, with the Hellfire Club in general, but nope. <laughs> uh, Sebastian's just an asshole, and they, uh, it's kind of interesting to, to think about. So, Sebastian's just going to get... I feel like he's going to get pushed oh, more and more into a corner where now he's just going to have to start taking shit for himself because he's just getting punked by everybody else in the Hellfire Club. Uh, it's uh, he's going to be a very dangerous element, I think, because there's, he's going to reach a boiling point where, you know, you can't. He, he's going to get upset. They're going to take one thing too much from him, and he's just going to be like, "Oh fuck everything." That's in his nature, right? Since he was yeah, because he's uh, an asshole. Super Seven before. Well, I'm sorry. What were we going to say, Josh? Before? Oh, uh, you know what? I honestly forgot. I think I was going to say something about the fact that I pronounced uh, Lourdes Chantel's name correctly. That kind of implied that I was at least mildly invested in this situation. Yeah, I remember it. I, I It wasn't a plot point I'd forgotten. And that happens a lot with X-Books sometimes because there's so fucking much of them. But Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. This was Marauders. It was uh, pretty good. I enjoyed the story. Uh the retcon, I don't know how to. It, 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 it's just kind of new information to me, so I wasn't invested in the retcon one way or another. If you guys have different thoughts about uh, what do you think about 
uh, Lord is still being out there. How do you how do you take that information for as people who have read the original have fired gala? Let us know in the comments. But um or email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com. But in any case, I suppose we should move on to our next X book, Josh. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Uh cable is the next one. Uh this is cable number twelve, the final issue. Uh wrap it up. He's a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. His eye glows. Uh, and all right, uh, this is a cool cover, though. You know, it's like uh, one of them two cup two part covers where you put them together, it makes a whole image. Oh yeah, because the previous one was the young cable, young boy cable, young boy cable. But they're both swashbuckling, time traveling, robot armed cowboys, cowboys <laughs> defending the world. They emo, they're yeah. Emo's yeah. wet drink. So, yeah. the majority of this issue is them raffle stomping strife, which is just another cable. Um, <laughs> Easy to forget that, in my opinion. Yeah, I forgot that. It's an. It looks like Batman, bro. He does. That's exactly this first panel. He looks. I was like, all right, boot like Batman. Let's fucking go. Right. Let's get over with it. All right, design of Batman. They threw out like a bat armor. They threw out at one point. It's like, nah, too pointy. And that's why they got rid of it. <laughs> Way too pointy, this design. Way too edge. Oh, such edge. Uh, but in any case, yeah, that's a, a lot of the... It's an entertaining battle, honestly. I didn't hate reading it. Um, I just, it takes a concussion beam to the face. Yeah, he just... He just it's almost one-sided. He doesn't really get a solid really uh, lasting effective hit on anybody because he's fighting six other mutants at the same time <laughs> and jumping his ass right <laughs> yeah. he's fighting Jean Grey Cyclops uh, one of the cuckoo <laughs> sisters uh, he's fighting Deadpool as no well Deadpool did too on top of two cables who are the baddest motherfuckers around across time and space especially in this comic and there's a whole lot of like, hey, old man, and oh, you youngins. It's <laughs> like, all right, we get it. Cable, old cables. Old. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I'm being overly mean to cable. But I... <laughs> no, I love it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, and Strife well, is just... whatever. It's ending. <laughs> Strife, so is, Strife is just a hollow asshole. There's no like real depth to him. He's just like a mean guy who says mean things and does mean things. He babies and wants to plot about how to take over the future when he's already in the future, but going to the past. Yeah, there's no cable. The plan for the future. He just fights. Ca- there's always a strife and there's always a cable and they're always fighting each other throughout time and space and. And now there's always a young boy, too. Yeah, now they're just like, all right, you know how we're going to beat Strife? We're going to force him to fight two cables at the same time now. From two different sides of time. So maybe the fight will be 25 minutes shorter every time. (laughs) Because there's two people. So we're going to put the young one in the future and the old one in the past. Yeah. No, they're taking, he takes future cable with him, no? That's the whole point of this. That's how kind of this cable series ends is that like, Cable, old cable is like, hey, young cable, you got to come with me to the future so that, you know, we could both fight strife across time and space together so we can make this easier on ourselves. Uh, and ca- young cable's like, all right, I guess I have to because this is what we do. This is what cable does. He just goes around fighting this one guy, apparently. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of plot points that are closed because this is a canceled series. Uh, <laughs> Young Cable. Oh, Rich. even he's the C word? I, th- I think it was canceled. I could be wrong. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It's easier to to read cancellations from Jump because it's, it's such an established system. But with American yeah. comics, it's kind of difficult to tell. I like to think that this is probably canceled because, like X Factor, it's just kind of like wrapping everything up. Uh, yeah. You get an end narration for the last five pages where they're like, and so this happened, and then that happened, and then this happened, and all the plot points are closed. Uh, I guess he says goodbye to Esme. He says goodbye to his family, and he gets a new. Check this out. He wastes the marker he earned from helping Wolverine out in Madripoor, oh, whatever yeah. the fuck they were. Tokyo, on I think, actually. Bringing some brewskis to, the, to, to, to his parents up in space. To chill oh, yeah. and have a good time. Like, Wolverine wasn't going to pull up and snatch his nigga's girlfriend anyway. <laughs> like, where to waste the market, kid. You should have yeah. made him do something else. It's also, I don't like, know. Wolverine does that anyway. Right. I, I feel like Wolverine saying. comes home with a six-pack every day. He didn't He's have there to... for a good time every night. Yeah, for real. But anyway, uh, Cable goes to the future. I guess he gets a brand new future arm. Old cable just yanks his arm off his body. Is like, give me this piece of shit. Take a cable arm that's more like mine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there you go. They're now fighting across time and space. And that's the end of cable. Uh, there's apparently a baby cable esque cable baby because he has the eye just like cable. And I don't know what that's supposed to imply. This is just as another cable. Is that supposed to be strife? Never mind. It's just a strife in our present time. Yeah, it's definitely strife. Come on, uh, man. Yes. Well, that's he never dies, and there'll always be there'll always be a strife. There will always be a cable. Um, I mean, what can we say about cable? <laughs> I I feel like it's well, cool. you guys can tell that we didn't love it. We <laughs> did not sure. love it, and. It's it's because I was initially kind of excited for a cables uh, comic. I was like, "Oh, cool, cables, cool." A whole series about a young cable could be cool, but you know, I I think it just like meandered for so long because it's been on this one plot point for twelve issues, and that's not usually uh, American comic style. And it feels like yeah. I know why now because <laughs> like. This I mean, I wouldn't. I don't even mind that happening. I just it wasn't executed properly at all. Yeah, so, it wasn't a particularly. In my opinion, though. Yeah, it wasn't a particularly interesting arc. Uh, I feel like it got. It, it, there was like just so many distractions where we were just having cable have guest stars every issue, and it's all like cable regulars, and it's like you just have them on a team or something, have them work together in a cable book. That wouldn't be so crazy, but I don't know. I guess it wasn't our bag. Uh, you can let us know what you thought about Cable. Are we being too mean to it? I don't want to be mean in case you all like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. To each their own. I feel bad, but... Because it's not, not... That's the thing. Is it's not terrible. I guess, like, it's the... It's just, like, kind of boring, and that's kind of worse than being bad. You know what I mean? Like, if it feels like I have to read... Like, this is one of the books that's like, I guess I have to read this. 
but because it's cable and you know they're gonna treat it like it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I'll tell you this: the art always looked really nice. Yeah, Phil Noto, I think, killed it every week uh, that he was on this with the art. So there's that. <laughs> uh, but in any case, I think that's it. That's all I got uh, for cable. You guys ready to move on to our next X book? Yeah. All right. Uh, that brings us to oh, New Mutants is next. Uh, this is New Mutants number twenty, which a cool ass cover, by the way. I I really dig. This yeah, one. dope. Um. All right. So last we left off, uh, Scout, aka Gabrielle, aka yet another technically Wolverine clone. Um, technically, yeah. Technically, kind of, sorta. It's a clone of a clone. Wow. So how? That's a lot of degrees of separation, I guess. But it's like a screenshot of a screenshot. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in any case, yeah, she was just murdered by the Shadow King, uh, and these young mutants, presumably, that, pres- allegedly, uh, she was murdered by the Shadow King, and her her friends, these young mutants who have actually kind of cozied up to the Shadow King are surrounding her like, oh my god, who could have done this? Uh, who could Definitely have... not our boss. Definitely not no Shadow King, the creepiest looking... <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Shadow King. Definitely not a man who calls himself the Shadow mean. King. <laughs> With a fez and a mustache, and a pencil mustache. There's no way he could have done it. Definitely not. Let's, well. let's, let's just take him off the list. There's no way. There's no way. Um, so yeah, they're just kind of thinking about what to do. They're like, oh, damn, should we tell the adults? Then all of a sudden, Gabrielle just comes back to life and it turns out it's not Gabrielle. It's no girl. The brain, the floating brain in a jar that apparently can just possess a dead body like this. Um, Yikes. And she just takes over Gabrielle's body and starts talking in her dead body. I'm like, this is weird. All right. (laughs) Uh, It was very weird. Yeah, so she's and she's got an attitude and a half. This entire issue. She has she has actual reasons for being upset though. They kind of broke it down. Yeah, which I appreciated. Yeah, no, basically they're like we can't trust the adults. Uh, no matter how much we go to them for help, they've like turned us away at every point. They turned away Cos Cosmar. Uh, they turned away so many people and we can't really trust them so we should figure out what happened to Gabrielle on our own it's just Cosmo <laughs> that's the only one they dug and I guess no girl in the past it's, it's funny no because girl? the group is kind of divided on it they're like eh, I don't know we should probably just bring her corpse to them so she can get revived like and maybe they'll figure out who murdered her or something. Yeah, and then they she. Did, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but her. Like they literally make the point that she had to have been murdered. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been an accident because she could regenerate. Exactly. So something happened to her. Yeah. Yeah, but she makes the it point also that like they've, they're they're worried that you know she, because Gabrielle's a clone they won't resurrect her because that's kind of one of the rules of the resurrection process mm. is that clones can't be resurrected or not allowed to be resurrected, which is pretty fucked up. Uh, yeah, it is. I think that should be on a case-by-case basis. I don't know why Krakoa always works in ex- extremes when it comes to rules. It's like we're either always doing this or never doing that. There's no like nuance in their rules. And maybe that's why Way of X is so interesting and important. 
it's like adding nuance to all of these things. Yeah. Plus, I think a part of it is the fact that they're they use it to kind of have a way to objectively deny certain situations. Like, I think the the rules are broad to affect certain individuals, and anyone else who's lesser is just kind of a casualty in the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, it was not going to bring back Madeline Pryor. No, no matter what, not at all. Wasn't happening, right? No. No. Duh. So what do they do in order to make people not so upset and say, you know, it's not about her. They say, oh, no phones. Right. Yeah. Still grimy, but I, I think that's the reason. Although I don't understand why they wouldn't say no. Uh, they should have went ahead and said no. Um, what do you call that? People that have seen to the future. Oh, no precogs. But that's like pre-cogs, a strict. Yeah. That's a strict rule for Moira because she is kind of traumatized by <laughs> in the past. True, and it, it is just their, their, their ex-gene manifestation, you know what I'm saying? It's not like they're not, like they're un, unorganic, you know, yeah. like the clones are. No. So it's, I can see why there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, meanwhile, back at the Green Lagoon, Shadow King is just chilling at the bar with, uh, with Rain. He sure is. He's like, I, he's so big. He's just like, yes, I would like a martini. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's talking to, to Ron. I don't think that um, this girl can see. I forget her name. I'm sorry. I, we just had a whole arc with her, but I don't think she can see Shadow King. So it looks like Ron is talking to herself. Uh, and meanwhile, there is uh the rest of the new mutant seems to be on a mission uh there is a young mutant that has kind of torn apart this landscape uh this like town where people lived at uh a lot of people are hurt and um they're just trying to get a handle of the situation um so even amongst all the destruction as they try to take this new mutant girl um the citizens of the town start to revolt against the mutants for taking the girl that started this whole mess. Uh, they're like, you just can't take her. You know, she's one of us. She's part of our community. Um, and it's a kind of like a really sweet moment where they're really advocating, yeah. even though she's like basically destroyed all their houses, they're still like advocating for her to remain part of their community and all that stuff. Um, and even the new mutants themselves also acknowledge like, Look, we're sorry we're so aggressive and try to take her, but you know we're not used to humans being so accepting to mutants, especially when they when their powers get out of whack and they fuck yeah up. like this. So you know she can stay, but um, they also you know they offer a safe haven as they do with every mutant. They're like, look, she's gonna have to learn how to control her powers, and we'll be more than happy to do that. Uh, she's also welcome to Krakoa whenever she wants. Uh, you know she has a community with us; she could stay here. And if you want, uh, with with a little bit of notice, we can ask for authorization for one of you to come with her through the gate, you know, to accompany her if she ever needs to come here. Um, so, kind of a nice little scene with the new mutants. Um, did you uh, did you have thoughts, Josh? I, I thought I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no! Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, back at Krakoa. Uh, the kids walk into uh, Dakin, who's just like, "Hey, are you okay, <laughs> Gabrielle? What's we we didn't see you." Uh, Laura's like worried. Are you okay? And 
no girl who is in Gabrielle's mind. Yo, she snaps on him. Yeah, and I feel like this is a bit of an overreach for her. I get her like kind of like being a little uh, angry about you know just how adults handle things on Krakoa in general, but I feel like this is an overstep of a boundary where she basically curses out Gabrielle's family member. Um, despite how right she may be, it's not her place, and it's kind of weird. Um, so she was projecting her own, I think, thoughts, you know, and it was, and she was just acting as if she was Gabby. I think that's what was weird is that, like, she kind of felt like she used Dakin to kind of like just vent, you know what I mean? And like, like, uh, and project all, you know, all that she's feeling. Well, and just kind of was sly about it because she kept, you know, using it through. The perspective of Gabby, which is a lie, because I'm sure she, you know, obviously she probably doesn't feel that way about her. It was really mean, actually. Yeah, because she knew what she was doing. I think it's uh, we've we've seen little glimpses where Gabrielle tries to um to talk to Dakin, and he's always kind of busy, um, chilling with Aurora and all that stuff. Um, and we've we've had those little snaps, and you know, we've had those that I I could have sworn. Like before the Hellfire Gala, we had a moment of reconciliation, kind of between the two. Um, it was right before uh, Cosmar asked Moonstar to do the the Crucible with her, but I I could be misremembering. But in any case, I feel like the tension between them is a little known, and she just kind of like jumped on that. Um, so you know, she she talks shit to Dakin about wanting to like smash Aurora more than be a, a brother to her and all that stuff, and it's kind of all right. So, slow down. Right. Like, you're like, what, 11 years old, shorty? Yeah, and you're not even Gabrielle. Right. Um, Sometimes it's like, oh, you went a little too far. Yeah. Like, that shit is none of your business, no girl. Yeah. Um, as they continue to go into uh, Krakoa, into the, um, the Magnus Arbor, I think it's called, where the resurrection stuff happens, because their plan is essentially to get Gabrielle's uh, resurrection data and try to manifest her consciousness into Gabrielle's dead body that they're walking around with right now. So, wow. Um, using their, you know, conjunction abilities, because they've been trying to do that to help uh, <coughs> Cosmar out. They've been trying to get Cosmar's consciousness into a different body. So, they're trying to apply that on Gabrielle right now. And they have these little moments where they're reminiscing about how good a friend Gabby was to them. Uh, how she was always ready to help them and, you know, how she was never, she never did that, like, pause that other do when they look at, you know, no uh, Cosmo's face or, you know, always, like, communi- always hung out with no girl, even though no girl couldn't talk. Uh, it's, a, it's a sweet little moment. Um, but they open the door and Tempest is behind the door, just like, what the hell are you guys doing here? Uh, and they get the information about where the uh, where the backups for the mutants are, and that's when they are approached by Ron, uh, who is like, "What in God's name are you doing?" I can't do a, I can't do an Irish accent, but she's in her full uh, beast form. I guess is about to chew out these kids, and the issue ends with uh, Karma and Moonstar talking. She's like. Uh, Moonstar asks uh, Karma if she's okay, 
And she says, I think we need to talk about Ron. And that's where the issue... Yeah, she's been wailing, like, for six issues straight. <laughs> yeah. It's time. It's time to check her. Um, All her fucking wolf ass needs to uh, calm, get the fuck out of here. Calm down. <laughs> um, I, uh, I like this issue. I feel like um, maybe New Mutants is kind of warming up to me. I uh, Was it incredibly stellar no but you know i i'm enjoying new mutants now than i did before i feel like i'm a little more invested i'm getting more invested week by week now that i'm acclimating to who these people are and Mm. and, but it did take long to get here um and i wish i wish it was a little easier to follow in terms of that but i i think I'm, i'm i think i'm getting used to new mutants uh and i love this cover uh it's it's so great I think. I think this story is at its best when it's focusing on these younger kids and gives us little sprinkles of the older New Mutants. I agree with that. I think that's uh. You know. Yeah, I, that's what's interesting. Because even if I didn't like grow up like reading their comics, I can appreciate mentor figures, right? And I can kind of put two and two together and know that they put in mad work as X Men at some point. Yes. The legacy is there. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I, like I just kind of assume it. And I have learned a lot about them via, like, you know, you like YouTubers talking about their other stories and shit. So I know, especially, like, prominent characters like Magic and uh, Danny Moonstar. No, he's not. <laughs> she's not prominent at all. <laughs> but she's a big deal. She's New Mutant fans, so, you know. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, that's why I feel like it's at its best when it's mostly the kids, mostly the new. Sprinkle of the old. Yeah. Uh, like vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good analogy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I also wish that there was more, like, just mentorship. I wish that, like, each one of these kids was kind of like, you know, uh, a, a student of one of the new mutants. Uh, yeah. And I, I like the whole premise of this. Like, I like that this issue, the, the little B story with the new mutants that saved that one new for lack of a better term, New Mutant again um, with the, uh, I guess, seismic powers. I thought that was kind of like a nice scene, uh, the premise of them looking out for a literal younger generation of mutant is is a good one. Uh, I just wish there was a little more interaction between the two teams because that's part of the reason I'm not super invested is that these stories seem so separate from each other um, to a degree with the one unifying tie being Shadow King. But yeah, I don't know. At least we both and I'm right with, with the story with Brandon and with the children. No. So yeah, otherwise yeah. it doesn't really gel super well. I wish that there was more just interaction between the two. Um, but yeah, that's all I gotta say about New Mutants. It's uh, I'm warming up to it. Hopefully, it just like steadily improves more and more. Uh, I'm not fully sold on it yet, but I'm getting there. Uh, ready to move on, Josh. Definitely. Let's do it. This is sword number seven. Um, and we're just smack dab in the middle of an, of an event. Uh, so is, is is there an event going on? Yeah. And this is a part of it? Yes. This is a rehash. <laughs> this is a rehash. Yeah. The Last Annihilation. Uh, if you read up top. It's happening through. Who's, who, it's happening through the space books. You know, like Guardians and um, Guardians of the Galaxy and. There's like a reading water in the end of this in the end of this book that's not the X Men books. So, oh, 
Interesting. <laughs> so it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, there's gonna the next Cable book, uh, a Wicked and Hulkling book, The Last Annihilation. So there's gonna be another Cable book. No, just like a mini oh like one Cable shot. Reloaded. Yeah. yeah, a one shot uh, for this uh, event. So we're smack dab in the middle of it. Uh, we're probably not gonna follow this because it spins out of more than likely Guardians of the Galaxy, which we haven't been reading. Um, yeah, but it seems I know that there's a series, there's a there's an event called Annihilation, so this is just another hash of that, which is what Marvel does and DC does. It's just like yeah, just the fucking reliving the oldies, yeah. you know. Um, but in any case, this is number seven of Sword. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of tie-in stuff that I don't understand. Apparently, space and magic are clashing. Uh, Whoever is the bad guy for this annihilation event is using very complex and very intricate magic, so it's really fucking with the space people. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, back on cra- on Araco, Doctor Doom is having a dinner with Storm, uh, having some some spicy rich people dialogue. Um, oh, spicy! <laughs> yeah, where it's like the only the type of talk reserved for the bosses. As Rick Ross would say. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. So, Dr. Doom is out here just flirting with Storm, trying to get in her good graces. Um, trying. Trying. Uh, and he's basically explaining, like, all right, so let's get down to it. Let's talk about the uh, Mysterium you guys got. Um And I don't know if you guys know, but it's pretty dangerous, and I wouldn't fuck with it too hard. Um so, you know, he's saying that, like, be careful. Uh, you are dabblers, and and in this arena, there at this scale, there are unintended consequences of dabbling that can be severe. The wrong symbol or metaphor can destroy you, which is kind of like, I'm not sure what he's talking about because I don't really know how the Mysterium works, and I guess that's why they call it that. But uh, in any case... Meanwhile, Sword itself is preparing to go assist uh, the Alliance with these magic people. Um, and at the same time, Storm is just like, Krakow! I got no time for your shit, Dr. Doom. Because Dr. Doom offers to help them out, you know, figuring out the Mysterium. And she's like... He, he, he really tries to talk to her like, oh, you guys are a budding new nation messing with things out of your control and you need my guidance because I have experienced unlimited power and control. And then Storm reminds him, like, yeah, nigga, you failed. Mad time. Yeah. Like, we got this, dog. Like, fuck out of here. I ain't gonna try to owe you no... He's like, yes, I will tell you what to do and then we shall discuss how you will pay your debt. Storm, yeah. Fuck out of here, Dr. Doom. Storm has a really cool line where she's like, and while I thank you for your generous offer to help us learn to crawl, it comes late. We are already flying, my guy. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, pretty cool to do. Yeah, she turns down to him. He's like, why would we need you? And Doom is like, oh, you're going to regret doing that. I tend to do really petty things when people do <laughs> <laughs> 
That's last, exactly what it is. Last the time, of his pettiness. Last time somebody did this to me, I ended up a god of a new reality. So you know, <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, meanwhile, we get a callback to the old Empire days where we had like a post-credit-esque scene where it looked like Sword went and fucked up Hulkling's entire army. But yeah, turns out, no, that's not what happened. Nope. Uh, it, it, I guess it was this entire annihilation event that 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 was actually uh, gleaning towards because Sword shows up and actually fights alongside uh, Hulkling and the rest, and they fight all. They basically continue to fight these monsters, and that's kind of where the issue ends. Um, as far as the annihilation event stuff goes, I have no idea. Very sorry, but I haven't read any of it. Uh, as far as the stuff that directly pertains to the overall story of the X-Men, I thought it was kind of cool. There's like a little bit of a plot. There's like little nuggets and plots opening up. Uh, clearly, even though that we don't really know exactly what's going on with the Annihilation stuff, this aid that they're providing to Hulkling is basically just trying to get into his good graces and maybe pull him away from the Avengers because the Avengers didn't show when he was calling. So well, this is completely manufactured by Abigail. I mean, this is—if you ask me—this was a super relevant um, issue to the overall sword and X Men story because number one, they don't—he doesn't know about Wanda yet. Well, I guess Wiccan oh, yeah. and Hulkling doesn't know, and they even tried communicating with her, so they know something's weird, but they don't know she got murdered on Krakoa yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so this. She so she fronted all right, so she she intercepted the messages that was supposed to go to the dude, you know, to the American government and then to also contact the Avengers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Sly is you know, people are gonna find out. He's gonna eventually talk, like say, Oh, you guys weren't there for us. I'm gonna say, What the fuck are you talking about? We never got a message. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's yeah. gonna hit the fan. I'm pretty surprised that Abigail handled it like that. I thought that was very aggressive. Borderline sloppy. Yeah, I mean, she's been aggressive this entire time. She like basically super she, aggressive. She That's why they're sword, right? Yeah, she chose a winner for a fucking war already. So, I, I it's it's kind of funny. It's it's aggressive, but at the same time, it's not. You know what I mean? Like there's a there's a hint of subtlety to it. It's, she's playing like forty chess at this point, where she always <laughs> happens to be in the right place at the right time. And people aren't really in a position to even question that, you know. But I think it's very interesting. Sword, sword is so good, even though, even when you don't really know of like the all other overall circumstances to a story, sword is great. Um, but that's all I gotta say uh, about this one. Uh, you ready to move on to our final X book? Then let's do it. This is Wolverine number 14. That's what it is. Um, Wolverine is basically at Madripoor to investigate the uh, burned Marauder, uh, the ship that the that the Red Queen Kitty Pride uses. Uh, what It was in the middle of uh, delivering these uh, logic crystals, uh, and something attacked it and left it left uh, Christian Frost. Uh, Emma Frost's brother to death to death for death uh, but he survived I thought he was dead he lived he made it uh, and now Wolverine is investigating the scene of the crime um, he finds little clues here and there and 
you with the help of Emma Frost, he <laughs> sees that like somebody managed to escape uh the ship alive uh and Wolverine uses his many leads to find out who it is. It's just a guy who was burned alive during the uh, initial fire, but made it. And call him Mummy Man. Yeah, Mister Mummy, Mr. Mummy Man. Uh, and Wolverine's like, "All right, look, uh, we could either do this the easy way, or I can cut you up real bad with my clothes. <laughs> I'll cut you bad." Yeah. Um. And so the guy who was burned alive is, explains that yes, they were they were he, there. seem to be these Russian operatives who have uh, infiltrated the Marauder to steal uh, the crystals. But when they got there, it was not so great because they were pro, They were confronted by a giant, muscular man with this weird luchador-looking mask, um, and. He seems to be like dripping acid everywhere. Like they shot, they tried to shoot him up, but he was bleeding acid that like ripped through the ship's hull and all that stuff. So, yeah, he uh, the only identifying feature that uh, the guy could make out was a tattoo on this dude's palm that looked like his mask, which is a weird bug thing. Uh, Wolverine takes it over to Sage, and she tracks it down to this. Uh, Iraqi guy named uh, Sevier Blackmore. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, what do you do? And so Wolverine goes back to Madripoor th- that looks like Tortuga from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, yeah, definitely. Oh, you know, Sage actually brings up the, uh, the fact that the Russians have the Cerebral Sword, which was nice because it's been mad long since they... Uh, address that uh that plot point yeah exactly and they're saying that that's probably you know that was the motivation behind the russians trying to take the larger crystals but they said i think somebody else ended up taking them right not the russians um i don't remember i mean they uh they that's why they're going to see sever to find out who took them i think because sever didn't okay. manage to get away with them i think but somebody did um so wolverine pulls up to tortuga and he finds yes. uh, Sever Black, whatever, uh, fighting in some weird Mad Max water polo thing. Um, and Wolverine's like, I'll take you on. And he's like, you are small. There's no way you could defeat me. And he's like, I'm still going to do it. And they joust. They fall off of, uh, they both kind of end in a draw in the official weird. Yeah, they both get eaten by sharks. So I guess they both lose. Yeah, they both they both get eaten by sharks, but they break out using their powers. Because what are sharks yeah. to these guys? Um, Nothing. <laughs> children. And you know, near near cockroaches. Yeah. So they talk about what happened, um, and he's like, "All right, so look, I didn't. Uh, here's the story: is like I the reason I was on that ship." Was the same reason I lost my nose. Solemn fucked me. I guess. Hey, yo. Not in that way. I guess he. In- Whoa. Solemn inconvenienced me. <laughs> and he inconvenienced you too, since you're talking about him. That's yeah. what that means. Yeah. That he infiltrated you as well. Yeah, so I guess Solemn chopped off this dude's nose, and um, he's behind this entire thing, which is. 
cool. Uh, I a very yeah. an interesting Wolverine issue that doesn't that doesn't directly deal that's not directly part of an event. Uh, wow, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um, I like this issue. Uh, and I like that Solemn's back. I thought he was kind of like an interesting foil to Wolverine. Uh, yeah. I forgot what his his abilities were exactly, but he's got his skin is uh, you know, the same as this dude's bones. Right. Okay. He's like an insect. Okay. Cool. Shell cool. on the outside. Adamantium skin. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um. So yeah, he's the villain of this arc. I'm here for it. It's not the dumbass vampire thing or whatever he was doing with the CIA with the with the pale girl or whatever. So yeah, I'm here for it. It feels like a good like singular enemy, a good rivalry for Wolverine um to to face off against. They already have a history. Um so I'm here for it. I don't really got much to say about Wolverine. I thought this issue was one of the better ones. Uh Wolverine has also been struggling in the same way that kind of cable has in my opinion is just it's not super fun to read until this point so hopefully again another rise is on the way um that's all i got to say about it though any thoughts uh before we move on josh no nah, man i'm excited uh that solemn is back and i want to see how far they take the story i hope that this isn't just about to be a bang bang two chap two ep- you know two yeah, yeah. uh two issue thing yeah yeah, I hope I I hope you know this is could be a cool Wolverine story where it's a cool slash him up, just fuck shit up thing. No more investigations. It's time for Wolverine to be Wolverine. You know, I guess have some battle. Right. Anyway, uh, I guess we should move on to our next. We're we're done with the X books, so we're moving on to our next book. Here we go. Nantoyu big news. Daredevil. Yeah, so because this is the last issue and obviously no other issue could be this, I don't think I'm jumping the gun by saying this is the VGI. Yeah. Certified VGI. Are there any of the X books that I enjoyed slightly better than Daredevil this this week? Nah. Certified VGI. This is Daredevil number 32. Um, last we left off, Bullseye has been freed after being, I guess, genetically modified by Kingpin and his people. So he's like more King, more Bullseye than ever. And he's just out here randomly sniping people. Uh, it's kind of, it's, it's terrifying, honestly. Um, yeah. So there's this one panel. I don't know if you can help me determine what this is, but there's a guy on fire there. I don't know what this is. Oh, that's the Human Torch. Okay. It, it kind of just... They're, they're talking about how the heroes are looking around. Ah, I see. Uh... Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and Daredevil is now also on the case. Electra Daredevil. Um, and meanwhile, uh, Typhoid Mary is gearing up to go hunt down Bullseye herself. Um, and Kingpin is like, No! I need you to stay here with me. And no, he says, you will stay here with me. And she said, say you need me. <laughs> not even that. Just like, ask me to do it. I need you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, stay, stay with me, please. Stay with me, please. Please don't go. 
Are you please? Please. Please say. <laughs> <laughs> and that's enough for her i guess yeah she's like all <laughs> right since you asked at least you nice face to say it yeah um so daredevil's on the case uh she's just like oh man fuck this dude <laughs> I, I hate bullseye um, yeah, like man, he's killing everybody. He's killed me before. Yeah, this guy in particular. Killed all the people I cared about. Yeah, um, that's when Spider-Man pulls up. You know, I guess like he's nice. He's Daredevil police. <laughs> Wherever Daredevil goes, he's just like out here. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, Dare, it's you, isn't it, Electra? And she's like, wow, yeah, it's me. I use a size. Good job. Great, yes. Good job. Um, meanwhile, back in prison, Daredevil is just thinking on the massive disrespect he laid down to the warden. He's like, yeah, he's pr- he's pretty pissed at me right now. He's probably going to send some people to murder me right now. So, you know, he puts on his mask, and all the guards are just outside pointing their guns through the wall, and they're like, he's never going to, he's never going to react to this in time. Not at all. The um, superhero Daredevil? Nah. Nah. I uh, doubt it. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, outside at night, uh, Hammerhead, one of the crime bosses of the city, is just walking down the street. And that's when he's uh, approached by Butch, the son of the Kingpin, uh, Wilson Fisk. Uh, he pulls up. He's like, hey, are you going to snitch on me to Izzy Liberis? Because, you know, we planned on killing her. And you're gonna tell her everything, huh? Remember, you're gonna you're gonna sing, buddy. You're gonna sing to Lizzie, uh, to Izzy. And um, he's like, "Whatever, bro. None of your fucking business." And you know, he Butch basically reveals himself as the guy who's trying to, you know, take it all, take they take 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 the whole city. Um, and he and Hammerhead fight for a while. He does a cool like yaw neck neck palm thing. And it makes a great point. Yeah, he's like, I don't what you're probably used to fighting super strong people who are used to punching your big dumb metal head, but I just go for the neck. Right. And I guess they beat down his fucking metal head because they don't want to kill him. I guess, yeah. Like if Spider Man did that to him, he'd probably die. Yeah. Probably chop his head off. Yeah. Um I guess like he gouges out his eye too, and um, Matt Ooh. Matt's Bur- oh Mike Murdoch is watching in the distance, like damn. <laughs> oh shit! Well, <laughs> I think I fucked up. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think he knew how real this was about to get. Yeah. Meanwhile, Electra arrives home. And, you know, after a hard day's work at the office and she's thinking to herself, Bullseye's body count is nearing the triple digits. And I'm like, sheesh. How's he just, how, how is he just killing hundreds of people in New York? That's crazy. Hundreds of people die in New York in the Marvel Universe every day. How does the city still have a population in this universe? Well, I don't know. It must be worse in other places. I, I t- it's not even <laughs> the gas is really high everywhere else, and the rent is super low, and all of that here in the city since everyone always dies. So it's like, I mean, hey, I might get smoked tomorrow, 
but my rent's only two hundred dollars for this three bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'd still live there. I honestly, I, I, tell you that, I mean, you know, you gotta take your chances. Bedroom? Times are hard. Yeah. I'm not even talking. I'm not even talking about that on that level though, because it feels like there's with every attack, there's got to be at least a hundred casualties, at the very least. Every time there's like a big old superhero, super villain scuffle. So, yeah, um, definitely. So, I mean, and that's without guys like like Bullseye catching headshots in the street. Right. I mean, just from offhand explosions and you know. Yeah. So if scraps and fights. So yeah, if regular you know. as Bullseye is taking out like triple digit numbers. How many have Null taken out? How many people want to? I can possibly live in this city to kill, you know? Countless. Yeah. I mean, there must be some type of super duper overpopulation situation going on. That's yeah. probably what the end game of all Marvel is going to be that that was the whole. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going on too much of a tangent, bro. I do want to make a point about the child, right? Because yeah. she starts thinking about, like, how he was able to, like, kill. 100 people here and then kill 100 people right over there around like like immediately after like there's no way he could have got there drop like like running that there's been no cars driving so what's he doing and in my mind i instantly assume like he's working with god like <laughs> that confirms it that's who came to him and he's praying to his lord and he's bringing him to different rooftops i mean I thought that was a pretty good explanation before what we were shown in the next couple pages. Yeah. Um, yeah, all this information is kind of like ruminated over with uh, the girl, uh, the young girl that has been staying with Electra, who they had a falling out and she came back and basically is like, yeah, he's just everywhere. How is he getting places? And then she notices, oh, shit, there's another shooting. So Electra goes off to go deal with that. Meanwhile, back at the prison, Matt Murdock lays the fucking beats on these dumb guards who all just come in. Yeah, like, COs. After, after bullets don't work, they just decide to take their nightclubs and like walk in to the cell and try to take them down that way. <laughs> so Daredevil beats them up uh, and he's like, <laughs> this is kind of cool. Where he's like, what did he tell you? That I'm just a man? That it would be easy? <laughs> He's <laughs> not showing out. Yeah, I'm not just a man. I'm the Judeo-Christian devil. There's no way to be me. <laughs> I'm the fallen angel, <laughs> yeah. falling down the house kitchen. Yeah. Um, uh, one of these dudes, the guns jammed, and then Daredevil just kind of like, ta- I guess he takes it from him, and he's like, "I'm Daredevil. <laughs> I destroy super villains, and you're all just regular villains." disrespect yeah so he handcuffs all of them and then leaves them in his own cell and he's like warden snaps sooner than I expected means he's nervous let's go see what he's nervous about with a gun and a nightstick in the other hand Um, man Matt Murdock is uh, pretty gangster in this prison I'll give him that he's been pulling off some pretty cool moves Uh, meanwhile back at the uh, back in the outside world uh, Daredevil finds Bullseye, who's just standing there cheesing. Just like, yeah, I just killed like 12 people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He's so, he has, he has no issue with the fact that he just got caught by Electra. Yeah. He's very happy about this. He's like, didn't I kill you before? 
Meanwhile, Daredevil gets there to wherever he was supposed to go. There's this big metal science door. And you already know some wild shit's behind that door. Um, and concurrently, the battle between Bullseye and Elektra is happening. Um, Elektra actually gets kind of the hand on him for a second. She, like, twists the knife out of his hand. And he's like, oh, my God, I could just kill you right now. Holy shit. Um, right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I want to so badly. Fuck. I never wanted to kill anybody more. Um, Daredevil waltzes into the science room, um, and they're working on some science thing. Nobody knows what yet, but you know, as Daredevil is like freeze, that's when uh, their weird tank thing just explodes. Uh, and back at Bullseye's uh, fight, I guess Electra decides like, all right, I'm killing this guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know what? This is getting way too uh, difficult. Yeah, changed my mind. Fuck this guy. Fuck Matt's rules. This is—he's killed like so many people. This is ridiculous. He should not be alive. Yeah, fuck the character development. Fuck the daredevil suit. <laughs> yeah. And fuck that little girl that I tried to tell her a different way. I'm just gonna murder this guy. That's it. Yeah, uh, but it doesn't work out for her very well because as she's going into yeah. punch the knife. In her bat in into the bullseye, she gets stabbed from behind by another bullseye. Who's accompanied by another bullseye? And on top of the rooftop, there's another bullseye. Yeah, so that's four at minimum. Yeah, yeah. In the surrounding, in the immediate surrounding area, there are four bullseyes. Uh, one of them just—I do like how one of them is just chilling on the rooftop with the gun drawn, just like ha. I'm st- I'm yeah. here too for backup backup. Ryan clones. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh and that's where the issue ends. Pretty cool. Uh, so let me ask you something totally unrelated to Daredevil. When Kakashi used his Raijin clones, right? Were they any different from Shadow Clones? Did they do something special? Yes. Or were they just clones made out of electricity? Yeah, they uh they electrocute you when you strike them. When you make physical contact. When I, I remember Oh, that's really cool. The way I remember it is someone like stabbed Kakashi and then it turned out to be just a lightning clone. And then I guess the lightning went through the sh- the knife and electrocuted whoever stabbed him. Yeah. That's pretty sick. It is pretty sick. That man- I think the water <laughs> the, the, the water clones too, like there's another person who used like the uh you know, Shadow Clones full of water. Zabuza. I forget who it was. Maybe the uh, Fishman guy with the sword? Zabuza used it. Yeah. They didn't do nothing special, though, right? They I, were just made no, out of water. No, they were just made out of water. I think, uh... <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think that's a common technique from where Zabuza's from. <laughs> just turn into water. Just to use out of water instead of shadows. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Hey, it'd be the way. Anyway, that's no, Yeah, this is a dope chapter. This is a dope uh, Oh, man. I mean, what a twist. I didn't see that. Coming. I really hope Electra doesn't die here. But they all could shoot her right now and turn it to Swiss cheese. They, they really could. It's not fair when you have the power of, of your Lord and Savior behind you. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Uh, Electra de- uh, denounced it. That's her problem, man. She didn't accept... Bullseye was always true to himself. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's like, that's the difference. Like, who am I kidding? No, I have a bullseye engraved onto my forehead. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm not gonna get a. I'm not gonna be a barista. You know what I mean? There's only one that's thing I true. can do. Like Electra trying to Hamastein be Daredevil. Mm-mm. You're a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that's her last word. She's like, "Ugh, I should have never stopped murdering." <laughs> uh, assassin. I should have never stopped taking lives. Hard uh, time, Murdoch stalker. Yeah, Daredevil's great. I mean, what else is there to say? What what news? You know, it'll be more. <laughs> yeah, it'll be more. I mean, it beat out five other X books. I mean, honestly, it was a close race. I really like Sword. Uh, beat out two weeks of X books. Yeah. If you're not reading Daredevil, GG. We say it every time. Uh, hold on, let me get your drop. We call that easy money, GG. So <laughs> it wasn't easy, but it was definitely GG. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, that's it for all the American comics. Uh, want to do a quick thing about Loki? Why not? <laughs> Real fast. Sure. All right, let's do it. Uh. We'll, we'll we'll do quick thoughts about Loki real fast. Uh, this is a very spoiler heavy thing, so if you haven't seen Loki, let us know. Oh, don't let us know. I mean, I guess just don't don't watch this <laughs> or or listen to this. Yeah, uh, just let it go and watch it, guys. Just yeah, stop. just watch, watch it. a YouTube uh, set, you know summary or something. Yeah, we're not gonna then do come a back whole, and listen. Yeah, we're not doing yeah. a whole big summary, but uh, you know, uh, generally. I thought this was uh, interesting. Uh, um, Kang is for sure the the new big bad at the end of the tunnel here. Um, Pretty dope. Pretty dope. Well, I don't even know if he's like at the end of the tunnel because Kang overall is just such a dick in most realities that there's plenty of people that you could use in his name that aren't Kang the Conqueror. So For sure. Um, yeah. I thought the guy who played he uh, he who remains was pretty cool. I think he's a dude from Lovecraft Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. He did a he's great such a good job. Fucking actor I mean, he had me on the edge of my seat at the. I, I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump ahead of you and just be like, Go for I, I love the ending. I thought it was incredible. The last scene wasn't like a ten out of ten. There was things that could have been better, but it was still very, very good. Now go ahead. I just had to get that up. No, I totally agree I was with you. So entertained. I totally agree with you that the last few episodes were uh, amazing. Um, yeah, we. I don't know a lot about Kang, uh, so this is like just kind of fun new territory for me. Um, you know, uh, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I Loki was interesting. Like a lot of these Marvel shows, I was just like, I ranked in terms of interest. I guess WandaVision being at the top and I guess Loki being somewhere in the middle and Captain America Winter Soldier was the one I was least uh, excited about. Um, and it got like weirdly swapped around as, as the show started coming out. Loki is like kind of taking the top spot kind of by force by being ostensibly probably the most important thing, important one of these series on a plot level, you know? Um Yeah. I yeah, I very much appreciated it. I thought it was a unique take on time travel stuff that didn't get too bogged down in the rules of it. So, you know, happy that was uh, the yeah. thing. Uh, any thoughts on your end, Brian? 
Um, Loki was a series that surprised me a lot. Like, I didn't think I would end up liking it just because of the way it was the, the trailer was made and um, the way it was marketed. But holy fuck, that shit was 10 times better than I thought it would be. Um, Loki was a really great character. Uh, I loved, like, all the things that it set up. Um, I think Jonathan Majors is a fucking incredible actor. So yes. it's just nice to to be able to catch him catch him playing uh potentially multiple roles in one role. Yeah. So Yeah, that guy's gonna be paid. <laughs> he's gonna be in like multiple Marvel movies at this point. Um He's yeah. gonna be in multiple Marvel movies, maybe multiple Marvel shows. Like it's what I really like about Marvel nowadays is that it looks like they're um really using everything they have available to them. Like it's not just oh it's just stars who star in the movies. It's pretty much everybody. Everybody's getting their own thing and it's not like they're exempt from being in the movies like they did with the Marvel Netflix TV shows. Um they're actually having it connect to their main story and these guys could potentially show up in the future. Yeah. Uh I think uh they kind of realized they had to do something like that though. Because all you know the main core of the Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point, they're all getting old and they're not going to be able to do these characters forever so they really got to bring right. it out um i think kevin hey, kevin uh, fahey has said as much where they're like yeah we realize that these people are going to turn 50 at some point are not going to be able to jump around and do shit without absolutely blasting their knees apart so <laughs> we might as well just like kind of expand our universe and open the possibilities of uh, multiple realities so you know, we could just do different. You could keep these characters in in the game, but not have them attached to actors for the most part. So, yeah, I feel like there's a more practical choice than anything. But it's uh, yeah, this was great. No, you definitely got to watch it if you're going to continue to watch the rest of the MCU at this point. Loki's kind of required watching at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. This is the stepping stone. Yeah, and who knew? For everything. Uh, but. Yeah, those are just uh, quick thoughts on my end. Uh, I don't know if you guys had anything else to add uh, before. You um, I think it's important to note that Loki and um, WandaVision actually synergizes really well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of theories that suggest that um, the moment that she had, that, that Wanda had, like, you know, um, I guess turned into a Nexus being where she obtained that power and took all of the power away from uh, from... From, what was her name? Agatha? Yeah, Agatha. Was it, what's his name? Yeah, right? It was Agatha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that Nexus event was what triggered everything to start fraying. Mm-hmm. Um, in in the scene when he says, oh, we're past like, the threshold. There was a video I seen where they was basically mm, talking yeah. about the scenes lined up. Apparently, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I thought it was, I thought it made a lot of sense. It's, uh, uh, apparently, a lot of movies do that. This is something that's very common, and it could just be super coincidence. But I think it's cool because I mean, look, the the realities were already converging before because of like uh, the shit that the female Loki did. But um, they all started going crazy after a certain moment. Yeah, I think that's cool. I like the synergy, and after seeing this, is more of a comment on the entire lineup of the Marvel shows we got over the summer. Uh, they were all incredible. Um, I would argue to say that this format has so much more potential than any of the movies would. I mean, 
the Avengers movies are a big deal, especially um, Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, those were incredible to watch in the movies, but it's just something, you know, just the advantage of an episodic series, you have, you're able to stretch things out and, you know, really add so much more depth and detail than you would trying to clean it all up for, you know, a couple hours on the screen. It's, I mean, it's amazing. I thought uh, it, it was super entertaining, very high quality. I felt like I was watching the movie every week with all of these shows. Yeah. Even when they, even when I didn't care for the episodes, it still was incredibly cinematic. WandaVision was probably the, I could, you could tell they did that. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they actually did that one first, but I do feel like that was maybe like the choppiest of them all. Mm-hmm. But even then, it was still high quality. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't care for there was. No, I wasn't really interested in any of these shows outside of WandaVision when they were first announced, and I can't say that anymore. Yeah, and then they announced that there's going to be a part two to Loki. Yeah, it's I not. hope it happens before the next wave of movies. That would be really cool. Well, that's not going to happen. Nice setup. We have three. Movies. Oh no! This year alone, there's like three movies coming out. So. Yeah, but they're whack. Who cares? Doctor Are we counting Black Widow? Doctor Strange is one of them, right? Are you serious? That's coming out this year? I think so. Yeah, at the end of the year. Oh shit. Oh, okay. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. We also have Shang Chi, and I think Spider Man also comes out this year. Spider-Man's pretty good. You're not excited for Yeah, that? Spider-Man's good. So there's two movies coming out. <laughs> yeah. Um, who knows? Um, there's Don't also a bunch of Marvel shows coming out as well. These aren't the last ones. Um, Ooh, there's Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, uh, Moon Knight is getting a series. Uh, I'll watch all of them still. You know, I'm... Sure, you're right. You know I what? don't care now, but it might be lit. It might be lit. You know what it is, man? It's just like after after all these shows have just... Because like, they throw so much at these shows that I, like now I'm like, all right, I trust these now. You know, like they, right. they seem to be really investing into these things and, you know, I can I can ride along as well, you know? Uh, but I don't know. That's all. That's all I got to say about Loki and the Disney Plus shows. They're all pretty high quality stuff. Uh, you know, nothing's perfect. And maybe that's maybe maybe One Division is probably better than I thought. And I'm just being like, yeah. But uh, it was, maybe watch it again. Maybe. Did you I, binge it before? Or you watched it week by week. I watched it week by week. I mean, I would like to do. I watched it all together. Yeah, every now and then I do like rewatches of all these movies and stuff. So you know, I can easily do that. But in any case, it is time to close out the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. You could find me at the Chris Espinal at b.esp at JD Cole underscore 37. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, wait, did I? Damn it. I don't know why I just blanked out right now. But anyway, uh, comment, subscribe, like the show. If you like it, share it. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are likely on there. So get on it. Email us at newjobcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about. Uh, next week, we'll be back to basics. Uh, Jump is back. Jujutsu Kaisen makes its triumphant yes. return. Uh, yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun next week. I'm so excited. Uh, but till then, stay safe, New Jump citizens, and see you next week. Peace out, guys.